Um, in the meantime, maybe we can play one of the other voice notes and I can answer even as we set Zoom up for that conversation. Good morning to you, Mark. Um, my question to you this morning is the following. We created in different formats uh, as the Bible stipulates. So I find that some people will mention the following that they don't believe in a blood transfusion or they won't have anything to do with blood. Now they quote that the blood that life as we know it is in the blood and that if you do a transfusion you are actually transfusing part of your spirit onto the next person's spirit or soul or body. Uh, what are your thoughts and ideas and uh, your interpretation of that? Is blood transfusion accepted according to the Bible or is it not accepted? Morning, Mark. Thank you. It's Glenn. Have a good day. Ah, Glenn, thank you so much. Uh, good question. Uh, interesting question. I know of one group uh, that makes a really big deal um, of blood transfusions in particular. They certainly aren't a Christian group uh, they would deny the deity of Jesus Christ so wouldn't be um, wouldn't be regarded typically as a Orthodox Christian group but rather as a cult however I do think on the issue of blood transfusions there is a little bit of both Christian liberty um, and a matter of conscience that is involved um, the idea of life being in the blood um, I, I hadn't heard that in relation to this particular debate before, but I have heard um, Acts chapter 15, um, verse 19 and following, um, referenced in this regard. Uh, that obviously Acts chapter 15 is the Jerusalem Council, and in the Jerusalem Council you've got this whole consideration of um, are Gentiles saved by being obedient to the law of Moses, or are they saved by ju are they justified by placing their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as their as as their savior are they saved by faith alone by grace alone um and, and the answer of the Jerusalem council um both as um i think peter gives testimony and then later as james stands and uh, and, and gives a clear word uh, to the gathering of both apostles and elders is that the gentiles are saved in the same way that jews are saved <laughs> not by obeying the law because the law was a yoke that jews couldn't even hold up <laughs> no they are saved by putting their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and uh, and so you get to the end of the chapter after that decision is made and a letter is written uh, to the Gentiles and there is some practical wisdom which is placed in the letter um, the letter basically says look you are saved by faith alone but don't forget that you are in a church which includes both Jews and Gentiles for the sake of uh, our fraternal relationships for the sake of our fellowship uh, please don't offend your brothers and so Acts chapter 15 verse 20 says instead we should write to them telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols from sexual immorality from meat of strangled animals and from blood now and from blood is is 
is normally what's appealed to as being the reason for not taking blood transfusions. However, that really goes against the grain of what's been spoken about in that passage. It's it's very clear in the passage that it's speaking of uh, dietary instructions. It's speaking about eating and drinking blood, not blood transfusions. Uh, in fact, blood transfusions weren't even possible uh, in biblical times. So there's no possibility that James or any of the apostles or writers could have had that in mind. So when we ask the question, is it acceptable for a Christian to receive or even to give a blood transfusion? I think number one, we acknowledge that the Bible doesn't explicitly say yes or no. And so it comes down to a matter of personal uh, conviction and conscience. Um, uh, You can carefully and prayerfully consider what God would have you do in the receiving or in the giving of blood transfusions and then act according to that. There's no command either way in scripture Um, and so blood transfusions are a matter of conscience. There's a great article written on gotquestions.org, a place that I often go to when I'm, you know, trying to figure out in my mind uh, which direction uh, scripture is going to. I I go to gotquestions, that's G-O-T and then questions.org and they've got a search uh, question uh, and answer section there. I think they've got something like 100,000 questions, uh, 720,000 Bible questions answered, (laughs) which is a staggeringly large amount of Bible questions Um, and they are very carefully curated um, and managed. I've enjoyed this particular website for many years and I could commend readers to that or listeners should I rather say to that. I have put the link into the show notes for today's show uh, so that is there and available um, to you. Um, and then also let me just say if you've got a question on the Bible, if you've got a question on a passage in the Bible, can I encourage you to check out BibleRef.com BibleRef.com Now BibleRef.com isn't completely comprehensive It doesn't have a comment on every single verse um, uh, in the Bible Sometimes it's only got a comment on the book or a comment on a chapter Um, But it really is a useful starting place uh, When you're trying to formulate um, what a particular verse or passage might say And the reason why it's a useful place to start um, Is because it will often have commentary on a verse and then next to it it will have commentary on the entire chapter and underneath it will have commentary on the entire book and so uh, I like it because it doesn't just cherry pick a verse and give you some ideas of what that verse might mean but it always seems to ground the verse in an exegesis of a chapter of a book so you get a little bit of context as you are going through it.